Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. The last thing you need when planning your financial future is to have the same kind of confusion and complications. You don't need more questions. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, your local investor coach in Jackson and the surrounding areas. Each week, you'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make. We'll also educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. It's time for The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the program. This is The Financial Answer. Thanks for tuning into the show today. Certainly appreciate your time. Mark Killian here is always alongside my co-host, my partner in uh, in silliness on the radio and also <laughs> financial information. That's Nathan O'Brien. He's a registered investment advisor and founder at O'Brien & Associates. He's your local investor coach right here in West Tennessee. He's got an office in Jackson and Huntington, so give him a jingle, 855-51-COACH. That is 855-51-COACH. You can also check him out on InvestorCoach.net. Nathan, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. Had a, had a very volatile week in the market, so we're going to talk about that today. About and, Let's yeah, just talk jump about right into it. Things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Well, speaking uh, of volatile, before you start, I heard you uh-huh. had a volatile earlier in the week this week whenever the radio station was trying to get a hold of you <laughs> yeah, to have they you were. come on and talk <laughs> yeah. about some of that yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, my, uh, my phones blew up there for a minute at the office and my cell phone and people were calling saying, hey, they're trying to get in touch with you on the radio. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, that the day that the, that the market fell so much, I guess it was uh, Monday. Um, so yeah, yeah, with that, the people were people were definitely uh, trying to get in touch with me and see what's going on with this. So we're going to talk a lot about that today and spend a little time there. So I'm I'm looking forward to that and hopefully calm people's fears down. Well, uh, so as so we what's your take this. on it? We we've seen it move. I don't know over this point now. It's been maybe what seven to ten days. It's had some blipping going on. Yeah, you know, basically, I, I think since the 26th of January, when you look, you know, the S and P and the Dow, they've both been kind of going down since that time frame. Um, so you know, we've seen some a decent decline, not a crazy decline. I mean, you know, at, at the point uh, that we're that we're talking about this, I mean, it's it's down between five and ten percent. So right. you know, looking at different asset classes across the board. So uh, the thing that uh, that was a little different this time is it was such a large point swing. You know, yeah, because I think that's how the news was kind of the right. media was spinning yeah. it like Monday night was like the largest point swing ever or something. Yeah, and and history and that's going to happen you know and people need to realize that and i think most people do realize that yeah it's at the highest point so that's why the point swings are so well, big we but, never thought we'd see um, twenty six thousand, right <laughs> no that's right that's right so you know the the key here is look at the percentage what the percentage swing is and and you know looking historically if we go all the way back to 1926 and look at what the dow and the s p did have done over that time frame. It's a little over 90 years that I'm looking at. Uh, when I look at declines of 5% or so, 5% or more, okay. that happens 109 times. It's over one time a year on average that the S&P or the Dow drops um, 5% or more. Okay, hmm, So right. that's very common. It happens all the time. But but when you get to looking at 10% or more declines, that's not quite as common. So, um, you know, we see that happen about every, about 25 uh, times over that 90-year time frame. So not quite as often. So, you know, one thing that, that I want investors to understand is that, 
you know, market volatility like this is it has always happened. Right. Okay. It's going to continue to happen over time, and we're going to see declines. We've had a run up market. It's been a year and a half, I guess, that the market has gone up. About without 18, any 20 kind months. Of, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. And uh, so, you know, the market, unfortunately, doesn't go straight up all the time. <laughs> so that's why we get the returns that we get because we, we put up with that risk and we put up uh, with that volatility. And so if it just went up all the time and there was no risk, then it would be paying what CDs are paying or, right. you know, fixed annuities or something along those lines. Well, you know, Nathan, it's one of those things. So I was going to ask you about this since uh, I was looking forward to talking to you today. Yeah. You yeah. know, we've been saying for weeks now that people should, you know, start to at least anticipate something because it can't go up. For, you know, our grandmother taught us that, right? What goes right. up must come yeah. down. Yeah. Now, no one knows exactly what's going to happen, but... I think people sometimes automatically with that big swing all throughout the week, as you were just saying, people are like, oh, well, you know, is the sky falling like it was in 2008? (laughs) And nobody knows that. But you pointed out that, you know, just in 2011, like I think people seem to think that since 08, 09, it's been on a straight climb. Like it right. hasn't, and it hasn't, and it has yeah. not. It, it, it dipped hasn't. down what ten percent or, or so in. Yeah, it was actually fifteen, fifteen, uh, a little okay. over fifteen percent in twenty eleven. So you know, just looking at the S and P, I think that was over Dow, the course of a month, um, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. And so you know, we we have those declines, and the five percent declines have happened a lot since then. So I really think the only year that uh, since since two thousand and eight that we haven't had a five percent decline was in twenty. I would say 2017. I'm not certain on that, but I think 2017 would be that would be that number. So, um, you know, it's just it's not common for the market to not have a decline like that. And so, you know, this these declines that we've had this past week are are very regular and very expected. I would say the the key is we just don't know when it's going to happen. And so it happens out of the blue, and and we see the market fall really fast, and we just kind of panic because everybody's kind of afraid of that 2008 happening again but well we've um, been forgetting about it right conveniently (laughs) until we saw this little dip and then we're like oh yeah oh yeah i remember (laughs) yeah yeah that's right so you know the key is just make sure you know and we've been talking about this on the show all year you know but just make sure that your portfolio is diversified my clients weren't down anywhere near as much as the as the market as the dow and the s p was down over this time frame because of diversification. I didn't have any client call me that was panicking about the market. Everybody should understand the volatility that their portfolio has and understand what it could do in normal market declines and what it could do in 2008 type years. And yeah. so it's it's just important to have that knowledge and that confidence and that understanding with what you're investing in. And that will bring peace of mind, which is what it's all about. You know, in the long run, peace of mind is what keeps you a confident, disciplined investor. You know, we talked a few weeks back on the show, uh, Nathan, we did a, a market survival guide section where we had a little fun talking about things to you know think about yeah, and make yeah. sure that you weren't. And the very first thing we said was always understand your risk factor and your risk tolerance so that things like this happen, right? right. You don't necessarily panic (laughs) or overreact. So we were just talking about that. And again, folks, no one knows what's going to happen. You know, this this thing could continue up, down, sideways, you know, who knows? (laughs) Uh, But the idea here is that you want to make sure that you're being smart, you're being prudent, and you're working with, you know, a coach that can, as Nathan said, that you didn't have any calls from any of his clients panicking about stuff. 
there's naturally going to be some fear, right? There's naturally going to be some reaction. Yeah, that's what drives the whole thing anyway. Uh, you think about this. Over the last 18, 20 months, the market has really not shaken much at all with these massive fires, the massive hurricanes, the mm-hmm. uh, um, the tweet per day, right. <laughs> you right. know, the, the little, little rocket man. All these different things have been going on in the world, and it's been pretty strong. But, you know, there's just been a couple little changes here lately, and, and I think it's probably a healthy thing for them to, to self-correct to a certain point, right? Obviously, we don't want to see a big crash. Right, um, and, but, you, know, you know, and I, I, tell I, me I if hesitate. I'm wrong. I don't know. No, that's exactly right. I, I hesitate always to call it a correction because I, I really don't Maybe feel that prices are – Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, prices aren't really – uh, incorrect because of the efficiency of the market, I think. But there are pullbacks. And, you know, based on new information that comes out, based on new and unknowable information that we didn't know yesterday, I think a lot of this, um, you know, came out uh, over the weekend, basically, uh, over the previous weekend, simply because, you know, the the interest rates, the Federal Reserve announced, was talking yeah. about raising interest rates, and they're going to continue that throughout the year because of inflation concerns and all of that. And, you know, when you think about it, Mark, we've had 20 years where we really haven't worried about inflation. You know, yeah. I mean, it hasn't been a factor. And, um, you know, now that it may be becoming a factor, the market's like, whoa, let's let's slow down here just a little <laughs> slow bit. Slow your roll of hair. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, want to make sure that everything's good and we're going to be able to continue to make profits here. All of the companies are, are doing that. And then we have, you know, unemployment rates at crazy low numbers, which is good. Yeah. Um, you know, but there can be some negatives to that as well. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the show later on, hopefully. Well, yeah, we so. will. I tell you what. Well, let's go ahead and, and cut to a break here for a second but that's okay. the whole point that we we talk each week about getting that coach on your side like nathan uh that's his number 855-51 coach uh so if you want to come in and get yourself you know a financial mri nathan what's that look like yeah so we're going to just sit down together i'm going to do some analysis on your portfolio and basically what i will do is just break down all of your stocks and and bonds and all of your mutual funds and see what stocks and bonds they're holding inside of that and just look at your portfolio see how truly diversified that is, see how much risk you have in your portfolio, what the costs are, all of these different things that most people think they know, but but they really don't. You know, most of the time when I look at someone's portfolio, they're very heavily weighted in large cap stocks. And, you know, large caps had a pretty good decline uh, over this past week. And so you may have, have had a, a big decline in your portfolio. That a lot of times means that you're not diversified. So uh, we'll go through this MRI and show you these things with your portfolio. Uh, really, if you call us in, you know, during the show today, if you give us a call or within 15 or 30 minutes, minutes or so after the show. Um, We'll do this MRI for you for free. This is normally a $500 charge that I have. Uh, As long as your portfolio is at least $250,000 in value, I will do this MRI for you for free and show you how your portfolio is allocated and show your diversification. Uh, To get this appointment set up, all you have to do is just call us at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. So if you find yourself a little concerned or if you've been watching the ticker and it's messing with your ticker, then go ahead and call Nathan. Go ahead and come in for this consultation. No cost, no obligation. Get this MRI started. 855-51-COACH. That is 855-51-COACH. Or go to InvestorCoach.net and check Nathan out online there as well. Or on Facebook at O'Brien and Associates. This is The Financial Answer. A lot more to come today on the program. We're going to talk about some obsolete retirement strategies, or at least some uh, rules of thumb when we come back here on the other side. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. 
You've got questions, we've got answers. This is The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Well, you're back here with us on The Financial Answer. Mark Kellyan alongside Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor and founder at O'Brien & Associates, serving us here in the Hub City. He's our local investor coach, a great resource to tap into. He's got more than 15 years of experience in the financial industry and certainly sought after, and a good guy to talk with when you've got concerns about financial and retirement planning, investing. So reach out to Nathan, 855-51-COACH. That is 855-51-COACH. You can also find him online at investorcoach.net. You can order yourself a complimentary retirement rescue toolkit on the website, as well as text in for that, which we talk about uh, little commercials here on the without the show, but I'll tell you real fast. If you'd like to get one of those, just uh, text the word retire to 555 That's the word retire. Retired to triple five triple eight. So Nathan, I mentioned we were going to talk about obsolete retirement strategies or yeah, plannings or rule of thumb or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, in light of all the kind of blipping that we've had over the last week, you know things do change, right? You know, absolutely, obsolation yeah. can yeah. come in come into our lives and lots of factors. Like yeah. you and I were just talking, I got a new Mac computer. You know, yeah, this that's week, right. You know? With the uh, you know coffee can size with the drive yeah, on with it. This, <laughs> yeah. So think, you know, your phone, whether it's your TV, right? We're, we're especially right. electronics. We tend to definitely uh, pay attention to the obsolete factor on those. I think, mm-hmm. but there are some strategies and some rules of thumb and things out there in the financial world that could also get a little outdated. And sometimes people can you know, tend to cling to these a little bit. Right. And I know you yeah. see this. So uh, first right. of all, let's talk about the 4% rule. Tell us what it is. And then, you know, is it obsolete? Yeah. So basically the 4% rule says, and this is something that's been around a long time, but it says that you can draw 4% off of your portfolio as long as you have an allocation in stocks, a fairly uh, hefty allocation. doesn't have to be, you know, 80, 90%, but 50% or so in stocks. And if you have Uh, Take a 4% distribution out. You'll be okay. You'll never run out of money. Things will work great for you. Um, And 2000 to 2010 blew that out of the water. I mean, said, nope, "Nope, that's not a rule that will sustain over time. And now I I will say that if you were diversified right, um, you would have done okay. A 4% rule would have worked for you over that time frame. Okay. But... What I see, as I mention all the time on this show, most people are not diversified, right? Most people have the majority of their assets in large cap stocks. And, you know, one thing, the reason for that, Mark, was because from 95 to 1999, large caps did 30, 40% a year, you know, so they had tremendous returns over that time frame. So anyone investing in 2000 and forward um, was heavily allocated in large cap stocks. But from 2000 to 2010, if we looked at the the Dow Jones in 2000, it was at 10,000 points. Okay, mm-hmm. if we looked at it in 2010, the Dow Jones was at 10,000 points. So you had a 10 year time frame where, you know, a large cap allocation did not make much at all, if anything, over that time frame. Maybe some small dividends, but that's it over that time frame. So. Um, for a lot of people, they didn't see any real growth in their portfolio. And if they were taking that 4% distribution a year, their portfolio didn't sustain its value over that time frame. So this 4% rule, I think, is not obsolete, but it does come down to you've got to diversify right. You have okay, to do right. this. If you did that, if you had small caps in your portfolio, internationals, emerging markets, all of these different asset classes, 
your portfolio would have sustained a 4% distribution over that time frame. But I, there were so many people, Mark, that I saw, you know, in 2010, 11, and 12 that, you know, when we looked at their statements, they made nothing for 10 years, nothing wow. in their portfolio. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's too much risk to deal with that, you know? So a lot of people got frustrated with the market over that time frame, and, and I understand why, because they just simply didn't diversify correctly. Yeah. Okay. So that's the 4% rule. And, you know, I was thinking about this when I was like, you know, uh, this definitely was like, I believe, a, a late 80s, 90s rule and, you know, when things were cruising along pretty well. And I could see where in the early 2000s, it definitely probably was becoming problematic. But maybe over the last two years, people were thinking, well, 4%, if I had a million dollars, that's 40 <laughs> grand each year. Why right. wouldn't that work? Yeah. You know, yeah. because maybe you're making 6% or 7% or something right. like that. But right. don't forget about hidden fees and all that kind of stuff. So if you're pulling 4%, you know, just, you know, again, make sure that you're talking with you know, your financial coach, your man, and getting the, the true number, I guess is, uh, is what I was thinking. Okay. Now how about right. this rule? Now I've never heard of this one and I talk to you all the time, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, explain this. It's one. not tell one that I use very often. Okay. So explain either, so. this one to us and, uh, and just tell us, you know, is it obsolete or not? It's the ten five three rule. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically, and this was, this rule is, is old. I think back Jimmy Carter timeframe. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of when that was used quite a bit, but, uh, so you can expect, you know, the 10, five, three, the 10% is 10% return from stocks. Okay. And you get a 5% return from bonds and a 3% return on cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's is, what everybody says. If I say the 10, five, three yeah, rule, the they three just start laughing. Right yeah. At you. That yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now eight, three, and zero exactly. <laughs> is the rule now. So uh, the low interest rates, low inflation that we've had, you know, for the past 12 or 15 years definitely has had an impact on all of those numbers, you know, across that 10, five, and three scale. Okay, right. You know, I think they've all ticked down a little bit. You can say maybe eight, three, and zero, like I said earlier, over that time frame. Um, you know, 3% uh, is in cash is unheard of now. And I mean, you may make one and a half percent if you do an online checking or savings account or an online CD, something like that. But uh, really, over the past 10 years, it's been very close to a half a percent or less for cash in that time frame. So cash has kind of gone out as any type of uh, option, basically. And, you know, we're recommending people to just hold short term 12 months or less and, you know, income that you might need in cash and everything else. Try to get a better return in that. So investors need to understand that there's always risk. I think that's a good lesson that we can learn from this 1053 rule is that just because markets historically have made 10% a year, right. that doesn't mean they're going to always do that. Okay. They may make a little better than that. They may make a little worse than that. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with stocks. All we can rely on is that, you know, the companies that we're buying in the portfolio their number one goal every day, Mark, is to make as much money as they can make. Right. They're trying to make as much profit as they possibly can in their portfolios or in their in the stocks that they have. So in turn, that's going to help us with our portfolio, make as much money as is possible at that time. So having a, a heavy enough allocation to stocks is great, but you've got to be careful about that risk that you're taking because we're not promised a 10% return. We're not promised an 8% return out of stocks over time. It's just that 
you know that natural i guess greed that's there yeah uh, that desire to make that profit is going to help to get those numbers high historically um, it has and hopefully will continue to do that in the future and that's why you know stocks historically have been the only thing that's outpaced inflation over time so uh, if you do have an inflation worry then you know you need to have some allocation in stocks and, and make sure that you outpace that over your retirement it's important absolutely um, so the 1053 rule i don't know i'd never heard of that either you know not something that's been used in the last in while. 10 fr- 10 years or anything like that but yeah i did a little research on it and from what i was looking at yeah it was you know back in the jimmy carter time so uh, it's definitely changed. Well, yeah, I'll, <laughs> Since, I'll have to slap our research department for giving me such an old rule. No, uh, it's okay. No, it's but, that's good. Yeah. But, it, but it illustrates a good point, right? It does. Um, yeah, that it does. In theory, that we would all like to say, okay, well, that would make sense. We could. This make is this what work. we could count on, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the you know the economy and the markets have just changed that over the last you know 15, 20, 20 years for sure. Uh, and uh, it, so it's good to make sure that you are not kind of adhering, and especially when we're talking about a lot of our uh, listening base is retirees and pre-retirees, it may be something that they're still hanging on to. So, uh, you know, whether it's the 4% rule, the 10-5-3, or some, uh, Mm -hmm. there's some some other ones out there. There's a 7% rule. I think there's, uh, there's one I heard that was kind of cute that was called the 11% or the, uh, the rule of 11. And okay. <laughs> that is, if you can't explain your retirement plan to an 11-year-old, it's too complicated. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so I always thought that was well, a cute that may one. be pushing the envelope a little, a little bit, bit, but yeah, but that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, I mean, so. that, that's that's more about keep it simple. Keep it you know? simple, and exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's that's a good idea. So you can understand it much easier that way. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. listen, we're going to talk some more about some of these here on the other side. We actually are having a great conversation today uh, talking about, you know, what's been happening this week with the markets, talking about some some maybe some obsolete rules of thumb just to make sure that we're getting in the right direction, headed the right path and not, uh, you know, not freaking out too much with this stuff. And certainly if you have questions, concerns, nothing wrong with that. You want to reach out to Nathan. Great resource. 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. I'll take it from here, Nathan, and say if you'd like to come in and uh, get a complimentary MRI from Nathan, it's a complete process where he's going to, you know, sit there and go through your whole portfolio with you, right? You're going to look at yeah. the, uh, yeah, the investments right. and the taxes and the and uh, all that good stuff, right? And this mm-hmm. whole strategy, it's a great uh, it's a great little package he's got together. It's usually a $500 cost to you to come in and have that done. But if you'll call from listening to the show and just say, hey, I was listening to the show and I'd like to take advantage, get that complimentary MRI, then you can, uh, you can get that for free. 855-51-COACH. That is 855-51-COACH to talk with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor and founder at O'Brien & Associates. You are listening to The Financial Answer. we got much more to come on today's program, so stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a minute. Hey, everybody. Mark Killian here, the host of The Financial Answer, reminding you not to forget, reach out for your Retirement Rescue Toolkit from Nathan O'Brien by texting the word RETIRE to 555-888. That's the word RETIRE to 555-888 on your smartphone. Don't forget, for your complimentary Retirement Rescue Toolkit, text RETIRE to 555-888 or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, it's in the news time here on The Financial Answer. You know, we typically will grab a headline or something and talk about this on this section of the show. We actually started the program this week with that because of the blips in the market. But uh, I'll grab another one here to talk about with Nathan O'Brien of O'Brien and Associates. You know, Nathan, the labor market is pretty tight. You mentioned that actually earlier in the program. Yeah, yeah. And it seems right now that most people who want to work 
can find work. They are working, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, do trying. you see that as a continued good sign for the economy, especially in light of these blips moving forward? Yeah, so, I, you know, I think that's part of what the uh, the little blip happened or part of the reason why the little blip happened is oh, okay. because of a little bit of fear with that. I, I think it's good. Un- low unemployment is good. I like that. It makes companies be more efficient because they can't go out there and just hire anybody they want. And, and so they're, they're using their equipment. They're using their employees to the maximum capacity and they're they're really efficient for every dollar that they're earning over that time frame and so that's good it keeps everybody kind of at an optimum level there uh, with production and those kind of things and uh, i think that's a good sign you know going forward i think that's a positive it's easier for a worker to find a job when unemployment is low because they can go out there and uh, be really I guess really critical about the employer and see, you know, if they want to work here or there. Uh, one negative that kind of goes along with that is employers are having to pay more. Okay. Yeah, true. And that's, that's a good thing for the employee, but that's tough on small companies. That's tough on, you know, the, the startups out here in the mom and pop places because they're having to pay more, uh, to get that employee, that good employee. And, and sometimes that's difficult and sometimes that really cuts into, uh, profits. And so it's, it's all about, you know, producing at that optimum level. And so if you have that good balance, all of these things can be really good, but um, it's not a guarantee that it's going to be a positive for the economy. But I think it can if if companies will uh, continue to be productive and do that at a very efficient level. Well, if any of the uh, the news that's come out over the last, even before the blips with, uh, you know, the one-time payouts or the raises or yeah. the hiring oh, of yeah. opening new plants, yeah. all these things are all hopefully good signs and we'll right. continue to see that. So right. nice I think it's good. I mean, I, I like the unemployment numbers where they are if the, if inflation can stay down um, I think will be great um, you know and stay under control which the Federal Reserve is going to try to control that but they don't have as much control as they as they think over inflation rates and so you know if it stays down in, in a controllable number then I think the economy will be rocking and rolling well, for the next few years time will tell yeah. yeah time will tell well this is the financial answer with Nathan O'Brien this has been in the news thank you for staying tuned into the program we got more conversation after this 855 51 coach to reach out to nathan we'll be right back can't get those burning financial questions out of your head better keep listening to the financial answer with nathan o'brien well you're back here with us on the financial answer thank you so much for staying tuned into the program if you're just now joining us shame on you for not getting here earlier but we certainly appreciate (laughs) you being here in all seriousness with nathan o'brien and myself as we talk about the worlds of finance and retirement if you'd like to reach out to nathan if you've got questions about your investments about your retirement strategy give him a call 855-51-COACH that is 855-51-COACH what happens when you call that number, well, leave your basic information. Uh, his lovely wife, Tanya, will get back with you ASAP, get you on the calendar for a time to come in and chat that's convenient for you, whether it's in his office at uh, Jackson or in Huntington. So you just got to take the action and give him a call, 855-51-COACH, or you can check him out online at investorcoach.net. Uh, Nathan, let's move on and uh, keep the show moving a little bit. I want to talk about um, about the home for a few minutes here on the program. Yeah, uh, we, okay. we call this section this one part of retirement oh, assets. Yeah, typically, big yeah. part, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and sometimes we don't dive into this too much, so I want to talk about this one. Okay. Uh, I call this one. This is on the house. 
<laughs> All right. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, you get questions, obviously, quite a, you know, and we get them here on the program as well about how the house or maybe houses, uh, if you're lucky enough to that, fit yeah. into your retirement plan. Yeah. So we'll just address some popular questions and topics and just get your thoughts on it. Okay. Obviously, the big daddy is always... You know, pay off the house as soon as possible <laughs> yeah. and enjoy the the low interest rate that you probably have because of the last you know fifteen years or so, yeah, uh, or pay yeah. it you know pay it off slowly. Where do you stand on that debate? Yeah, I, I mean, I think here it's all about peace of mind. And so, if you're getting into retirement, I mean, of course, everybody's answer will be different. So there's no one flat answer, one straightforward answer for everybody. But as you're getting into retirement, it's a good idea, I think, to have that. Uh, that mortgage paid off, have that debt gone. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I recommend that for everybody. You know, I have some clients that, you know, they've, they've moved to a vacation destination and maybe they bought a house there, purchased a house there. Um, you know, if you have a large amount of retirement assets and, or a large amount of retirement income and the, mortgage is not a problem for you and you can pay that mortgage off at death if something happens early, then it's not a big deal. It's not something that I would say to be super worried about. But also a lot of times people will hold, you know, just hang on to that mortgage for the little bit of interest rate uh, deduction that they get on their on their tax return. And, and that you know, can change this year, right? Yeah. Now with, yeah, the, it can. with the new deductions. It can. So, you know, there's a there's a ten thousand dollar limit. And most people that we're talking about in that case are gonna um, gonna have, you know, less than ten thousand dollars in interest on that because we're talking about people that owe maybe thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. Okay. And so so they're they're within maybe five years of retirement. They've had this mortgage for fifteen years out of a twenty year mortgage, and they've basically given all that interest to the bank already. They, there's not much of an interest rate uh, deduction anymore on that. Okay. In that case, it's probably a good idea to go ahead and pay that off because you know you just free up that money and you free up that peace of mind, you know, and that's peace of mind is powerful. And uh, it's something that you, you just don't have to worry about anything happening in retirement if you have that house paid for. So it's a good idea, not necessarily the best thing for everybody, but, um, you know, work on that, definitely work toward that. Um, and talk to your advisor about it because there is a great answer for you in your situation and uh, your advisor can help you with that. If not, we can for sure. Yeah, that's a good point because for some people, maybe maybe it even makes a little bit more mathematical sense to maybe you know do something different, but there's that right. emotional factor and they right. go, I would just really rather have it paid. Like you can advise mm -hmm. them, and that because at the end of the day, it's their money. Yeah, that's you know? right. They get to make the decision. Yeah, that's but right. But for some people, they may just want that uh, that whew, <laughs> you know, of having and it off their head. That's the peace of mind, and and that is powerful. That yeah, is oh, yeah. strong, and that that really helps people to remain more confident throughout retirement because you are on such a fixed income during retirement. It's so important to to take that into consideration um, yeah, as you're sure. doing all of these planning, you know, aspects of it. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good idea to try to pay it off, but don't don't take a crazy amount out of your retirement savings right. just for that, because that can negatively affect your retirement. So you, you've got to have this conversation with your advisor and look at each scenario to see what works out best for you. Well, this is the financial answer. We're talking about uh, this one's on the house. Some things here as it pertains to our house or homes or houses, whatever you might have when it <laughs> comes to uh, retirement. Of course, that was the big question. Pay it off early or, mm -hmm. you know, or, uh, you know, 
enjoy the low interest rate or pay it off slowly, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay, right. so the second biggest question, Nathan, comes into the downsize question. For some people, they go, mm-hmm. well, you know, we had a big family, we had a big home, now the right. kids are grown, right. it's just me and the, the spouse. Maybe we should just get a condo or whatever, but then I think they worry about, well, I don't want to take another mortgage at this late late stage in life, and so it's selling it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's a good thing to look at, Mark, and you made a, made a good point there. A lot of people will say that. They want to maybe downsize. They don't want to have the, the yard maintenance. They don't want to have the, the building maintenance right. mm-hmm, and sure. all of these different things. And so if you're moving to a condo or to a smaller house or things like that, I mean, it, it's just, it can take a lot of worry and a lot of stress and a lot of expense off of your retirement plan. So it's it's usually a good idea. Um, a lot of times, you know, I've had clients in the past, they will, you know, sell their house and maybe they sell the house for $250,000, $300,000, something like that. And most of time that house was paid off and right. they can turn around and invest that money and use some of the interest off of that to pay the rent at the condo or whatever. So they're really not having to have an extra out of pocket expense. Oh, that's a good it's idea. something yeah. that they're yeah, it's something that the the uh, the house was able to do for them basically since they since they paid for that over their lifetime. So there's a lot of different options for people, but I think uh, there's definitely something to be said about more simplicity and more, um, you know, more understanding of what your budget's going to be on a regular basis. Where we all know, you know, with that, when you own your house, random things, crazy things can happen. Oh, and, yeah. You know, expenses can come out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, it just seems like sometimes in in you know, it all hits in one year. So your central unit goes out, and you got to replace your windows and your roof and all this stuff in one year. So um, when you have a condo or or a smaller house. And those expenses will be definitely less and maybe even non-existent. So um, depending on what you're trying to do. So I like the idea. It's just not for everybody. Right. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I'd, I personally um, would like to have a little privacy, but um, where you don't have that in condos. But um, a lot of my clients have made that transition through the years from owning a house to go into a condo or a small apartment or something like that. Well, health factors into that as well, because you may, like you said before, you may not just physically be able to handle a big house any longer. Yeah, no, that's uh, true. Yeah. And that's that's what I see more than anything is, is you know, they've got the 3,000 square foot house and that was great when the kids were growing up and having everybody over through the years and that kind of thing. But now that they're, you know, 70 years old, they Maybe don't the bedroom do that was as upstairs much. And, and, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, and so they're making these changes and moving to uh, smaller apartments or a smaller house or something along those lines. And it, it's good. It's a good idea. And in most situations, it works out well for people. Well, this is The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, 855-51-COACH. That's your number to call if you have questions about what you should do or think about doing as it pertains to your home inside your retirement plan or your plans for retirement. Uh, Nathan, again, 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. Uh, let's continue on discussing the house here. So the third question that we see pretty regularly, Nathan, is rental property. Is it a yeah. good idea for creating income? Yeah, I mean, rental property is is great for income purposes. I, you know, I, I like that. I have a lot of clients who have a lot of rental properties, um, and it can be it can be very rewarding. Um, it can it can be very profitable if you have enough properties and things like that. One thing I I would caution people on is just 
if you've never had rental properties, retirement is not the time to start that. <laughs> okay. And so, so don't just get the idea that you want to go out here and, and, you know, buy a bunch of rental houses and all after you retire and, and that'll give you something to do because it will, it'll give you a lot of something to do over that time frame. And, uh, it can be overwhelming, uh, you know, so if you've, if you've been in it your whole life and you've had the, um, have the ability to do some repairs and you understand these things and you've done this, you know, your whole career, then that's fine. Rental properties are great. They make about the same return as large cap stocks over time when you look at the increase in value and the uh, the return of, of the rents on that as well. So uh, they do fine with that, but you don't have to have rental properties to be successful. Uh, markets can do that type of return for you as well, and you don't have any um, you don't have any labor that's involved in that situation. So I like rental properties. I don't really have, I've got one, it's a commercial property myself, but that's it. Um, I'm not looking to go out and try to buy a bunch more of, you know, rental properties and things like that. So I like the market much better myself, but uh, that's just a personal preference and the rental can do good for you. But oh yeah, uh, just be understanding that uh, it's important for you to understand that there's a lot of labor involved with keeping up rental properties. And, and for um, some of those folks that don't want to, they want to have their rental properties, but they plan have no plans to take care of them and they use like a property management company, that's fine as well. Just make sure that you're it factoring just cuts those into costs your in. Profits. Right, yeah. yeah, it does cut into your profits pretty significantly. So um, it can work as well. You just, uh, usually what I see with that is people end up having to have quite a few more rental properties exactly. to make the cash yeah. flow work. Yeah. Well, and it's a good point that you bring it up the way to say it. if it's something you were thinking about getting into as you're approaching retirement Don't. maybe yeah maybe think about that one pretty heavily because yeah, it just may not right. be something you want to do if you've been doing it for years going into retirement then certainly you know you may want to continue on but that's a conversation to have again with your financial advisor with your coach to make sure it's you know going to work well for your situation and it's what you want to do so uh, and then finally here Nathan to wrap up the uh, the house segment here on the financial answer what complications if any have you experienced or seen handling real estate when it comes to the the estate and the legacy portion of retirement. Yeah, yeah, this can this can get crazy, and uh, I'm thinking, you know, just of a, a client that I was dealing with this a little bit with last year, and they had received he and his wife had received some property from uh, her parents, and uh, there was, you know, she had a sister as well, and this was some farmland, some acreage, and um, you know, they were having to decide how they were going to split this property, you know, and because mom and dad never really split it. It was one piece of land and they left it to both kids. And well, both of the kids have their own families and they do their own thing. And so, so they had to pay for the survey and, and to get all of that taken care of to, to make sure that things were, were divided like they wanted it divided. And right. fortunately, both of the kids in this case um, were, you know, very cordial with each other. They both agreed and didn't have any issues. But if you well, don't good. have that, yeah, if you've got one that, you know, is wanting this and you want that same piece <laughs> of land, this can be a nightmare. Yeah, I'm and looking so, at you, sister. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> so, so there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, Estate planning with real estate can be difficult. It's just something you've got to really 
take some time and make sure that you address that and sit down with a good attorney that can that can handle those things for you. And, um, you know, we, we talk with our clients about this all the time as well. So uh, it's just something you've got to have that conversation with the kids as well as with the attorney to make sure that your documents are correct and, and that the kids understand this is what you want to happen. And is, you know, this part of the process also what you do with the MRI, Nathan? Is it is it everything? No, this is not. This will be part of the uh, retirement plan. Okay. Um, so if we do a financial plan or retirement plan, that would be part of that. Um, but where where with the MRI, we're just talking about the portfolio, just talking about investments, uh, because that's really the core. That's really where your base starts with your retirement plan. So it's important to understand what you have in your portfolio and how diversified you are. And this MRI, this portfolio MRI will show you that and break down things for you and show you what your risk level is, how much you could lose in bad market years, how much you can expect to make in return over the next 10, 15, 20 years out of your portfolio. And uh, to get that MRI, all you simply have to do is call our office at 855-51-COACH. That is a free MRI. We normally charge $500 for that, but if you will call uh, you know, during the show today or sometime right after that, uh, we'll be glad to, to give you this MRI, schedule this MRI for free for you. And it is something that all of our clients that have done this in the past, and even people that aren't clients that have just come in for this MRI, they have learned so much from that, Mark, and, and understood so much. They can take that information back to their advisor if they want to, or if they're doing the investments on their own, they can take that information and, and understand more about their portfolio and where the problems exist. So if you'd like to schedule that again, it's 855-51-COACH. And just to clarify, it is a financial MRI in case we're yeah. catching somebody yeah, that's right. who's jumping <laughs> that's in the right. car, turned the radio on and said, ooh, a free MRI. Uh, <laughs> this is a financial MRI to talk about your portfolio uh, as it pertains to your retirement plans. And of course, Nathan, again, a great resource to tap into. 855-51-COACH. Take advantage of the offer. Come in and get started with this. Uh, complimentary financial MRI 855-51-COACH in Jackson and or Huntington. You can find Nathan O'Brien at O'Brien and Associates. More to come here on the program after this. This is the Financial Answer. At O'Brien and Associates, we care about your financial education. That's why we offer a spread of classes at Jackson State Community College. For more information about upcoming classes, check out our events tab online at InvestorCoach.net. Learn what it takes to experience a meaningful retirement. Get started today by visiting InvestorCoach.net. That's InvestorCoach.net. Well, we're cruising down the home stretch here today on the Financial Answer uh, we're in the fourth quarter. Of course, I guess I can't say that now because, I mean, I can, but there's no more football. There's no more football. Yeah. 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 Not uh, until later. So. Not until later. But I guess, you know, well, there's Good quarters. Good game, in, though. Oh, very good. Yeah. Quarters yeah. in basketball, so that would work, too. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the financial <laughs> answer, not a sports show. <laughs> this is the financial <laughs> answer right. with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor and founder at O'Brien & Associates. If you'd like to reach out to Nathan to talk about uh, investing and your retirement strategy, give him a call at 855-51-COACH. It's 855-51-COACH. I tell you what we'll do. Instead of football, Nathan, because the Olympics are upon us. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. the Olympics. I'm going to Good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna put your brain to work here <laughs> and see if I can get you to figure out some fun ways to do some analogies, some correlation between <laughs> the Winter Olympics and financial planning. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> There's no correlation at <laughs> all. Yeah, we'll come up with one. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. we'll call it the we'll call it the Winter Olympics of financial planning. Soon to okay. air on okay. a really obscure cable channel near you. <laughs> that's uh, <right>. no, 
<laughs> uh, let's talk about some similarities that we could actually find in here. And I think I'll, I'll give everybody a hint. I'll say I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little clue here. It's all about coaching, but we're gonna talk about that. So, <laughs> figure skating. Let's just start right off with figure skating. That's a big one. Everybody loves to watch the figure skating, and it yeah. is judged yeah. uh, by a panel. And it is a little subjective in how they judge it. Absolutely. It may be, maybe it's just not what you do. Maybe sometimes it's how you do it. So it's yeah, kind of like smooth and, and exactly. graceful and all of that. Yeah, you or might more score higher. Than, or whatever. Right, right, right. So right. when you're thinking about that kind of component in the financial world, where can we find a correlation? Yeah, absolutely. So it's easy to, um, for us as investors to walk into an office or, you know, get sucked in by that fancy office or that fancy sales brochure that's, that's talking about how the company can pick stocks and how they've beat the market for the last 10,000 years in a row and all of these <laughs> things. So, you know, all of that fanciness can easily go away if you sit down with the advisor and that advisor is not knowledgeable about how markets work and how estate planning strategies work that can help you accomplish your goals. And so, you know, the market's been down a little bit lately. I don't know if anybody's noticed that or not, but uh, with the fears that are we'll out call there, it you know, it's been blipping. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, you know, with the fears that are out there, I think with, you know, what's going to happen next, um, you know, I, we're going to see, I think, a lot as we do almost always. I'll see a lot of advisors start talking to their clients about annuities and, you know, trying to transition them over into something that's safer or whatever in that time. And, the problem with that is, you know, this this market pullback is probably a short term pullback. Statistically, it's probably a short term pullback in the market. So you're better off in the long run to maintain your portfolio allocations and not make changes to that. Okay, okay. if you're diversified right, if you're set up correctly, it's better to stay disciplined and stay allocated. It's important to have that volatility conversation ahead of time before these market declines happened. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you can handle these pullbacks throughout your life. So making changes, changing things around all the time is not a good idea. It's not something that I would recommend and, and it's not something that we do with our clients. And so be careful, you know, of, of being, I guess, enticed by all the fanciness and the slick sales brochures and that kind of thing. Uh, make sure you're working with someone who is technical who can help you make decisions based on substance and not just style or flash or anything yeah and make sure you're working with a fiduciary uh and, absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely so and yeah. of course nathan is one uh, that's a good way of putting it substance and not just style a little style is okay <laughs> but yeah. have yeah. some substance in there yeah, as well. that's right that's right uh, okay so now uh, that was pretty good I, i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a silver medal for that one you did a pretty okay good, yeah. cool you did yeah. a pretty good job yeah. on that i'm one. happy with silver oh, yeah but we're gonna shoot for the gold though <laughs> okay so we're yeah. gonna we're okay. gonna get gold out of this before we're done okay. here <laughs> right. uh, so the winter olympics of financial planning do you know what the biathlon is first of all yeah yeah okay. i do i do it's the it's the the uh running and skiing and shooting and all these different things it's everything all combined into one <laughs> yeah so what a crazy sport right what a crazy idea yeah. whoever came up with the idea of cross-country skiing and shooting <laughs> targets with rifles was a genius <laughs> oh. it's i mean you gotta imagine people are just like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen or the worst right. depending on right. what you're doing uh, it's a definitely, what if they find the people that can do that that's the key <laughs> well that's what we're going to talk about so it's kind of a weird combination of skill sets right it is like like yeah. i can ski and i can shoot 
but I'm pretty sure I can't do both at the same time. <laughs> well, I can only do one of those things, and it ain't skiing. <laughs> so, I mean, I can ski barely, but I can shoot right. pretty well, good. I, can stay so. up, I guess I should say, I should have prefaced that by saying I can stay upright. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't even go that far. I, will, I don't hit a tree at 40 miles an hour, at least I hope not anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah so. But with this interesting combination of skill sets, you know, how can we kind of look at this and go, okay, in the financial world, we kind of do expect some crazy skill sets out of our investments sometimes. You know, yeah. you're like, yeah. go down this hill, slalom around this tree and shoot that target. That's what you want your investments to do. Yeah. And, and that's maybe not always the fair thing to do. Yeah, I think, that, you know, man, you're making this difficult. But I think that, uh, I think that in, you know, a lot of people try to have that, find that one perfect investment that's going to, you know, not be too risky, going to create income, going to help them, you know, be tax efficient, all of these different things out of that one investment. And in real life, it doesn't exist. You know, it's not something that's out there that that you can find. And this is a problem that I see a lot of times with, with target date funds, you know, okay. so these 2020 funds, 2030 funds, um, you know, people look at those in their 401k and they say, you know, to themselves, well, I can just put my money in there and forget about it. Don't have to worry about it. They, they do a fairly good job of tax efficiently, just simply because it's in 401ks and tax deferred and that kind of thing. But, um, the growth, kind of so-so with that, but they always, I've never seen any that have good diversification uh, that, that, you know, can create the income that people need over time through that. So it's it's important to work with an advisor who can help you in all of these areas, who can build a portfolio of investments that that does all of these things for you, that can give you, you know, some investments that can help with growth, some investments that can help with income, some things with tax efficiency. And actually, all of it should be um, looked at with some tax efficiency as well. And then also make sure that all of these things combined are on a risk level that you're comfortable with that's not going to you know drive you crazy throughout your retirement so um you know it's important you know i think these biathletes are very special and very unique <laughs> They're impressive um, yeah yeah they are and so you know you've got to find that advisor i think that fits into that category and it's not just trying to sell annuities or not trying to sell stocks or bonds you need to work with a fiduciary who can build a portfolio for you and help you get to your goals and help you accomplish those in the most efficient way possible and by law, they have to do what's yeah. in your best interest. And so work with a fiduciary. There is a difference. Figure out the difference. It, you know, I mean, I've been talking about that for years with people, and I don't think it's it's gotten any better with that understanding. But try to figure out the difference between a fiduciary and an advisor that's working for suitability. Just Google that. You'll find out the difference. If you read it yourself, maybe it'll help you understand it better. Um, it's something to that you really need to uh, consider when working with an advisor and an independent advisor like yourself as well. I think is is there's something to be said for that because you're not really you've you've really got the whole gamut at your right. disposal. You know, yeah, we're not you're tied not, to working with one company or another or, or one product or another. One yeah. product, right? Right, exactly. right, yeah, right. So that's kind of the same thing with the biathlete, right? They're able to kind of be diverse there, and so yeah. certainly <laughs> uh, the uh, your advisor should be able to do the same thing. Well, you know what? You did a good job. I'm gonna give you a gold medal for that. <laughs> Because that was well, tough. thank you. Yeah, that one was tough. That one was tough. We, we, <laughs> that one was. We didn't make it easy on you on the, on the financial answer here. Uh, and we're having some fun. We're talking about the Winter Olympics and uh, making Nathan figure out a way to tie it to financial planning. 
and he's doing a pretty good job. Uh, 855-51-COACH if you'd like to come in and talk about the Winter Olympics. A better use of your time might be to talk about your financial and retirement plans, but Nathan might do that as well. 855-51-COACH in all seriousness to get yourself on the calendar to come in for a consultation. Uh, You can also check him out online at investorcoach.net. That's investorcoach.net or, of course, on Facebook at O'Brien and Associates. But uh, give them a jingle, 855-51-COACH. All right, our last one here. I'm going to make this one pretty easy for you. This one okay. you can you can sweep and get a gold here and, <laughs> uh, and, and walk away with two golds and a silver, and that's pretty darn <laughs> okay. impressive for three events. <laughs> yeah, that's So right. <laughs> the bobsled, that's the one I'm going to give you, the bobsled. I okay. dig, yeah, yeah, I yeah. dig the bobsled. Not the, yeah, I like that too. It's crazy fast, and these guys <laughs> yes. have nerves of steel, first they of all. Do. They are flying because they are flying yeah (laughs) uh well the two uh, hey all kudos to the two-man bobsled but we'll go with the four-man okay Okay. yeah so how perfect harmony right i mean they're moving together yeah yeah if they if one guy's out of sync you know uh, leading the (laughs) wrong way or the guy to doing the break uh, and yeah. the steering, man, <laughs> yeah. they could be in some in some trouble. I mean, they so. wipe out. They oh, they man. hit the ice and whew, man, yeah, it's bad. They, yeah, that's it's pretty right. rough. <laughs> so, how can we? What what is our strategy here when it comes to our retirement or financial plan with the bobsled? What's the correlation? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go where you where you're asking for this, but uh, okay. I had this just happen recently, and I, I think this kind of fits in there. So we'll okay. talk about All right. it. But a lot of times, investors will say something like. You know, Nathan, is it a good idea to diversify advisors, you know, oh, and have okay. have three or four different advisors, kind of like you have different uh, four guys here on the bobsled team? Sure, so, yeah. You know, my response to them is going to be no, because for the same reason with the, the bobsled, everybody's got to be working together and understand exactly what's going on as they go down this, this you know, shale of ice all the way down the mountain True, here. Yeah. So it's the same thing with your advisor. Your advisor needs to absolutely know how you are invested in every account across the board, what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish. And you can do that by spreading it out among three or four advisors, but it's really difficult. It's a lot more difficult than it should be. So so having one advisor help accomplish those goals easier as long as they can help you like we've been talking about on this as long as they can help you with all of these things across the board then having that one advisor is crucial i feel like to making sure that you accomplish your goals because they're with you they're on track they're they're on you know the same path that you're on and they understand where you're trying to get to and they can help you get there in the easiest most efficient way possible and again it's important to work with a fiduciary because if you're placing all of that trust there then um, you've got to have someone who's trying to do what's in your best interest and trying to accomplish that for you so you know i that's a Fairly good, I guess, Mark. What do you I know, think? I, I, uh, comparison you know, I know, that's with the some good slip? creativity as well. I mean, you get style points as well. Back to the figure skating. <laughs> okay. Well, I just uh, had that happen recently, so that that popped no, into that's my a mind great point. as you were talking. So. And, and it does make sense. And you're right. It was where, where I was going. I was thinking that we have the different uh, puzzle pieces, if you will, of our right. retirement plan. Right. You know, yeah. your possible pension, Social Security, investment options, tax strategies. But that's a great way. All those, either one of those analogies, work really well uh, for that. And you know, I don't know if I. Can award a double gold, but I'm going to. So it's my wow. Olympics. Good, I'm going to do good it. Deal. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> now I know you're a big fisher, and uh, you know, is ice fishing an Olympic sport? I don't think it is. 
I don't believe no, it. I don't is. think so. I don't think so. I don't, I've would never you go done ice that. fishing? Would you? I would try that one time. Would yeah, you? Okay. yeah, I'd try. It All I can think like. of with ice fishing is grumpy old men movies. <laughs> I know. That I love I those that guys, too. right? I do too. <laughs> those are so great. Well, you know yeah. what, folks? We've had a great time here today on the financial answer. Hope that you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we certainly have covered a lot of things, but all of it I think is pretty important, to, especially when we started off the program today talking about uh, the little blips in the market that's been going on. Look, the idea here is that things are going to happen. Uh, we do this show as hopefully an extenuation of the education that, that Nathan tries to provide. Uh, we try to talk about concepts and generalities, but ideally you really just got to come in and sit down and talk with someone, uh, hopefully Nathan, and get yourself on the calendar to do that and just come in and have a chat about your situation because everybody's situation is so different. And, you know, with things going on, it does have uh, people get their dander up a little bit and you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. So Nathan, tell us about the MRI as we depart today. Yeah. So again, most people don't really understand their portfolio very well. They don't understand how they're invested. So this portfolio MRI that I'm offering is going to help you understand that to a high level and understand your diversification. So what I'll do is just break down all of your holdings. I'll help you see what, what risk you have through a standard deviation measurement, see how efficient your portfolio is, if it's getting the best return for the amount of risk that you're taking, just helping you simply understand what what you are doing and how you are invested. And so this portfolio MRI is normally, we charge $500 for that MRI. So we're offering it today through the show. Uh, if you call, it's free. If you give us a call, you know, here in the next little bit, we'll do this for free for you and help you understand more about what's happening. Now, uh, don't worry that we're going to try to convince you to work with us and all of these things. That's not what it's about. We don't do that. And any of the people that have been in to see us with this MRI. This is just about education. And if you like what you see and what I show you with diversification, you can take that information and do it yourself, or you can work with us, or you can take that back to your advisor. It's completely up to you with that. So if you'd like to schedule that free portfolio MRI, just simply give us a call at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. Well, Nathan, thanks so much for being on The Financial Answer again this week. I certainly appreciate your time and your wisdom. And I didn't even have to call you like the, the station did earlier this week and, and track <laughs> no. you down. I appreciate you always being here on the show with me, and it's always fun. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I enjoyed it. Great show today, and, and I like talking about the uh, – I like the challenge you gave me with the Olympics. You did a good, good job. Yeah, very good job. Thank you. Well, folks, Thank make you. sure you reach out. Take advantage of that complimentary MRI from Nathan O'Brien. He offers so many ways to get some additional education. Take advantage of the portfolio MRI. Uh, ask about upcoming classes that he has at Jackson State Community College. College, uh, get your retirement toolkit. Uh, you can do that online at investorcoach.net. Uh, just take some action, get started today. That's investorcoach.net or just call them 855 51 Coach. This has been the financial answer, and we'll do it all again next week. Bye bye.